All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Man Up Already podcast. And you know the drill, as always. Super excited to have you on this episode. Man, do we have a killer series going on right now in the uh, what we're calling the War on Men. This is going to be part two of that series. But hey, before we do that, let's do some housekeeping things. First off, um, it's so awesome to have the podcast kind of back on Apple. I don't know what happened with Apple, but they, they dropped it for a little while, picked it back up. I'm, I believe all the episodes are on there, but um, that's getting fixed back. So if you're listening on Apple, hey, one, obviously subscribe to the podcast, but number two, give us a rating. Let us know what you think. Um, ratings help keep the podcast moving for sure. Uh, the podcast is also on Spotify for free. Um, so there's a lot of places that we can listen uh, to the Man Up Already podcast. And, you know, uh, connect with me out there on social. You can find uh, me on Facebook under John C. Puritz. Instagram is jpuritz. Uh, LinkedIn is John Puritz. And check out puritzandassociates.com. All one word, Puritz, P-U-R-I-T-Z-A-N-D associates.com all one word there's a lot of stuff happening on there the podcast and the book are on there as well and uh, before we introduce our featured speaker today i want to give you the financial nugget i dropped the ball last time on that financial nugget but wanted to give that to you this episode uh, and it's something new that we have called the retirement quiz so um, please, you can reach me at john at puritsandassociates.com. You can shoot me an email or again, connect with me out on social. And I want you to send you this free retirement quiz. It is freaking awesome. It's a couple of questions. It takes about three minutes. And what it's going to do is give you a really good picture of where you at on track for retirement. It's going to send you a free report. It's completely free. Did I say free? free. It's a free resource for you to take advantage of. I'd love to send that to you. But you know, the, here's the here's the financial nugget. You know, I was talking to, to uh, somebody today, right? We were talking about career goals and we were talking about business goals. And, and they basically said, you know, I, I just don't know. I don't know what they are right now. And I said, well, if you don't have a plan committed to paper, then every day just bleeds into the next and unfortunately, it's quicksand and you get dragged in and then you wake up one day with, you. in this case, retirement, not enough money, no plan, right? And the Bible says there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. I do not want to, that to happen for you. So please, 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 John Puritz, sorry, John at PuritzAndAssociates.com. Find me out on social, go to PuritzAndAssociates.com. Um, there's also on, the, you know, you could get my link tree, which is on any social media platform. Point is, all of these things are there to help you, right? Man Up Already is a mindset. It's not just about men. It's a mindset of I could be better. I could do better. I could be more. And planning is a vital part to that process. Please don't put it off. I have seen firsthand what it looks like later to, to run out of money. My dad died bankrupt. My grandfather, bankrupt. I do not want to see that happen to you. I've seen it firsthand. I've seen people outlive their money. These are things that are important. Let us help you get there. Have I implored enough? 
I think so. So uh, I'm excited to to bring up um, our speaker today. So last week, Dr. Dave White did an incredible job talking about the war on men, what's happening with men. And I, you know, a couple of months ago in my social media connections on LinkedIn, stumbled upon this um, amazing woman. And uh, we had an engagement, we met online, and we had what I call virtual coffee. It was a great conversation. And we started to talk about the man up mindset. We started to talk about the book. And in the book, there's a chapter called What Women Want. And Angel started to speak to me about where she sees as a woman men failing and where they're going. And it wasn't a bashing session. It was, I so agree with what you're teaching and talking about when it comes to men. And here's the woman's side of it. Here's what women see. And I said, we've got to do a podcast at some point. Okay. So I like to bring in third party people. I like to bring people that are just like you out there, career minded, family minded, right? Trying to better themselves. Um, Angel is definitely one of those people. She's an absolute badass. Um, Angel Kirk, our guest today, is a successful entrepreneur. She's a top performing sales executive. She's a branding coach uh, and, believe it or not, an event industry host. So she does a lot of putting on big, big events. Um, she has owned and operated several businesses in her lifetime. Um, she's had a, a million-dollar insurance agency, a salon and a spa. She's owned her own real estate brokerage, um, a very passionate and driven individual who operates on one of the pillars of the Man Up Mindset, which is integrity. That is a pillar for her as well. Um, and we, you know, when we connected, felt that immediately. It's why the conversation um, was so awesome. Uh, Angel Kirk is a former Miss, Miss uh, Alaska model uh, and model, sorry, um, and she has been involved in the image industry for over 20 years. And she brings that knowledge and experience um, in business branding and image consulting and communication um, to help her. Right? She's an expert in her field and it helps her help others pursue their goals and dreams. So a great person to have on the podcast today. I know you're going to enjoy this engagement. So welcome today. Angel Kirk. Angel, good to have you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, super pumped. I, I just, you know, obviously, you know, went through your, um, your bio and all the things that you've done. Um, and I did not know about this, by the way, you kind of slip it in there. Miss Alaska? Yeah, lots of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Many moons ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a fun experience. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you've done you've done so so much and and well like diversified like you've you've been in so many different endeavors and businesses. What um, and I know we're going to dive into the whole man conversation, but what what did you learn through all of that? Like it seems to be like there's always a different you know like um, what's the word iteration of 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 you know you did this and then you became this and took that right. and maybe went here. Many of the things I've done kind of do go hand in hand, you know, real estate, insurance, um, uh, financial service products like that all go hand in hand um, as far as as far as, you know, the whole whole gamut of helping people. Um, the beauty industry portion I've been in for years and years and years. And um, when I owned my salon and spa, it just kind of was the icing on the cake for me because that's my fun. 
um, it kind of, everything I do goes to um, helping people, right? So, you know, you're in, in, in an industry where, where you, you help people. Um, yeah. Ultimately, no matter what the umbrella is, you're helping people. So even in real estate and, and um, insurance and things that I was in, I was helping people. But the, the beauty industry side of it, um, um, there's, there's, there's image and there's, um, you know, coaching and speaking and all kinds of stuff. And it's ultimately just helping people, especially women, to be better. So I enjoy that. That's my passion. So you'll see a lot of times when I hop around like that, even in the conventions industry and the event services I'm in right now, it's helping people. So I just, I'm just a people person. <laughs> so. And would you say, so let's, let's kind of leap off that. Would you say that your focus is helping, like you just said, helping women be better, be better. Is that, is that your focus? Is it, I want to help women be better women? Yes. Ultimately, it is. I I think that um, you know so many women are afraid. They're 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 fearful. Um, you know, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but a lot of that has to do with relationships too, and and support, and you know the role that they play in that, and the role they play in the world, and things like that. So um, that's the message that I really want to send is you know, you can be a strong, powerful woman and still be feminine. And you can be a strong, powerful woman and still, you know, know the role you play in a relationship and the role you play in a business relationship. So um, that's probably my main message. Yeah, I love that. Okay. So now, now I'm brought back to our very first conversation, right? And, 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 and how you and I went, went off um, on that tangent, tangent. Um, which, I, which I love it. So Yes, we're talking about, uh, obviously, it's man up already. But what I talk about, it's the man up mindset, which you and I have had discussions about is applicable to both men and women. Right? It, 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 and I love what you said, you can be a strong woman and still be feminine, you can still be right. And, and, and I think that's where I want to start our real dialogue. Let's talk about, um, you know, we, t I talk about in the book and, and men, you know, men, you know, God created men in a certain way. Men are, we are men. We are a key component to a two person relationship, male and female. Um, and it's not, um, you know, where I think what's happened in our society is it went from, you know, men dominate a relationship to, to, to literally the polar opposite. It's shifted into now more women focused or, or, when you, I think you and I talked about, we said, you know, it's like, I don't want all the responsibility, even though I'm a strong enterprising woman, I don't want all the, to make all the decisions and be responsible. So let's kind of talk about responsibility or, or the dynamic between men and women in relationships. I think it's a great place to start. I think the, the very first thing that people need to realize is there's a difference between femininity and feminism, right? Like, like, you get women that are feminists and they're like, I can do everything on my own and I'm just this powerful woman and I'm blah, blah, blah. And that's great, but they're taking away the masculine role when they're doing that, right? And then there's feminism, the male, you know, masculine femininity, which is where, where we're discussing is, yes, you can be a strong woman, um, but I, I still, I'm strong, but I still like that role of a man as a leader, right? So... Um, I believe the man is the decision maker. And I know that that's probably going to get a lot of slack. We make decisions together, 
but ultimately those decisions are on his shoulder because that's the way God designed it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and certain responsibilities. Uh, yeah. I mean, my daughter just went on a date last night and she's like, man, he opened the door for me the whole time. She's 19. And I'm like, he should, <laughs> I've right. taught you he should, he should be respectful to women and do that kind of stuff. And we've lost that just the, the simple responsibilities and facts of a man being a leader and protecting women. So definitely. Yeah, that's, and that's so good. And, and there's a, there's a, I wrote about it in the book where, um, you know, my wife, Trish and I were, were facing some decisions and I, and I, I said, well, you know, what do you think? Or what do you, you know, what do you feel? What do you, and she said, well, you know, you know, something like whatever you decide, ultimately we're going to follow. And that like, in that moment was not what I was looking for. Like I, I, I got, I got all angry, like, don't put it all on my shoulders. But what she was saying is no, you know, you are the man of the house, right? We're going to discuss it. Yes. But, yes. And, and it's just funny because I tried to weenie out in that moment. And that was a man up moment. Like I learned a lot from that. Oh, moment. Yeah. And that's respect too, right? Like I think a lot of it's trust and respect and you have to have both of those knowing that ultimately, yes, it is on your shoulders, but that your partner is trusting and respecting you enough after you've discussed it to say, okay, I am giving you that power because that is your power. So I think that's really important. Yeah. You know, I talk to um, obviously a lot of women and a lot of men and I find this um, you know, I think both male and female, both men and women have to be strong individuals, right? Like, like it's always, you know, my message is the oxygen mask comes down and says, put it on yourself for a reason, right? Like you've got to spend the time it takes to work on you. And then two whole people bring themselves into a, it's not 50, 50 in a relationship. It's a hundred and a hundred right? That make up this whole called this relationship. And I'm always baffled by men being intimidated by put together women or women um, thinking that they've got to subjugate themselves to strong men. It's an, you know what I mean? Like it's very rare in our society today where we see two whole, complete, you know, people working on themselves so that they can bring that into the relationship. Yeah. I, you know, you hear the word toxic masculinity all the time. That's like the new, the new buzzword, right? Like, oh, masculinity is toxic or, or, um, you know, I get all the time, you know, oh my gosh, you're, you're, you're degrading men, 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 and, and, and they don't know what to do. And that's the highest rate of suicide and all this other stuff. You know, you've seen the posts, you've seen all that. Um, this is not about, you know, you're not a man, you're not a man, you're not a man. This is about, like you said, bettering yourself as a man or bettering yourself as a woman and making yourself strong first and then partnering up and knowing your roles, right? So for me, again, I mean, I just want to really clarify, this is not about me like, well, the man does everything and, you know, I don't care what I say, it's, it's his decision, but it's not about that. It's just about empowering each other and knowing that trust and respect in those roles that God designed for us, right? And I don't want all the weight of the world on me. I've been there. We've had this discussion. And um, I've been in a relationship before where I played the masculine role and he was more the feminine role. And it's awful. Like, it's awful. It tears relationships apart um, on both sides. So um, 
yeah, I just, it, it's not good. And if you are struggling in a relationship, you really need to step back and look at that and see if that possibly might be what's going on. So I think let's, there's, there's a lot of meat in what you just said. And I want to, I really want to dive down to that. So you've referenced twice roles. So Angel, how do you, give me your interpretation of what male and female roles look like the way God created relationship? Well, you know, there's several places mentioned in the Bible and I'm going to be a, 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 a horrible Christian right now. And I can't remember the verse. You can, you can paraphrase on this show. <laughs> Put me on the spot. No, um, but you know, it's basically, it, it is a man's responsibility to take care of his family and his wife. And that falls oh. on his shoulder. Um, it truly is. And he, and it's, it's his responsibility to, um, you know, make sure that no matter what they're taken care of. Um, but then the opposite role in feminism is it's also in being femininity is making sure that the wife plays a role in, in the nurturing portion of it. Right. So you have women and you have men, women are natural lovers and nurturers. That's why we're mothers. And, and that's what we do to help support you as a man. And men are our natural leaders. They should be a natural, you know, we hunt, we kill, we fit, you know, all that good stuff. And so those are the roles I'm talking about. You know, I'm talking about that, that strength and that leadership. Um, and then the nurturing portion that the one, and, and when you, when you marry those two or put those two together, it creates um, great masculine femininity and great 10 out of 10 relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I remember, um, conveying to Trish, you know, that I will gladly pick up the sword and go out. Like I will gladly pick up the sword and go out and slay the dragon. It's my meaning. It's my purpose. And, and truly that it, that I understand that role. It's divinely wired into me. Um, and for most men, right. I think that the challenge right. for men today is they, John Eldridge in wild at heart talks about men, most men are the answer to do I have what it takes to go out and fight that battle is no, right? That's the messaging of today. But it's, I'll gladly pick up the sword and go out and slay the dragon. But when I come home, help me recover the strength of being out there so I can go out and do it again and again and again and again. And I call that the dance when that's really yeah. happening, because I do believe that women, right? They, like you said, we're, you're nurturing and, 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 and when you're allowed to do that in your way, uniquely to every woman, right? Because no woman does, they don't, you don't do it the same way and, and men are different. They need, that's the five love languages. How do we rest, restore and yep. all that? When all those things are happening, it's a, it really is a beautiful thing. You also talked about having to be that role in a relationship with a man and then being that role, being a single mom. So- can you kind of talk about both? Well, and the burden of and the burden of it. Yeah, yeah. So you know, a lot of the a, a lot of the um, the issue of that is, you know, I'm not designed to play both roles. I'm just not, and neither are you, right? We do the best that we can, and um, if you have even in a marriage, if you have one party that's not playing the role correctly, or the roles are reversed, which were like it was when I, when I was in that relationship is it, it just, it creates animosity. Um, 
it, it, it made me a person I didn't want to be because I had to step up and be the leader. And I know it made the other party feel disrespected. And I know it made him feel like less of a man, but I had to take care of it because he wasn't going to do it. So, you know, and, and so it, it literally led to really bad things in the relationship. And um, I never, ever want to be in that position again um, because it hurts and it's, um, it's just not the way it's supposed to be. And it's not a good example to your children either. So um Definitely, definitely, you know, I I feel for for single parents raising children that don't have that other party that can play that role because you end up almost playing both roles and it's not right. Like you can't, it's it's physically impossible. So, yeah, it's, I had heard uh, and I referenced John Eldridge a lot, but one of the things that he says is, right, you cannot bestow masculinity with femininity, nor can you bestow femininity, right? There's yeah. a masculine, right? They have to come from those sources. Like, you you know, I love what you said, right? That's not good parenting. It's not a good role model. It's not, you know, and there's a lot of single moms out there today who think that they have to play both roles. Like, you know, I'm trying to be the best, you know, mother and father for my children. Yeah. And, and it's no, right? No, yeah, it's it, not, you can't. It's not physically possible. It really is not physically possible. I mean, you try and do the best you can. Um and unfortunately, a lot of people are, are a lot of people are stuck in that position. But, you know, I hope that a lot of single women out there or single men have, you know, a mother or a father, grandparent or something, you know, many grandpas can kind of step in that role a little bit, you know, or somebody to step in that role and help out with that masculinity or femininity, because it's it's just, you know, many single dads raising single daughters, I mean, raising daughters. There's no way a man can bestow femininity into a single. It just doesn't happen. Right. And that's tough parties. Yeah. So, so and, and you can decline the ask. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. But because I like to be clear, can you, can you maybe paint a picture of, you know, here's, here's what I was asked to do. Or here's the role that I was asked to play. Like you talked about making decisions, but can you make that clear? Like, or better yet, hey, guys or men, or I, I was challenged by a man not to call men guys. So, okay. <laughs> okay, men, here's what we want. Here's what we need. Could you paint that picture for our listener? Sure. Um, we need to feel safe. Um, and that can be emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially. So women need to feel safe. Um, and, you know, we need to feel that, that leader, not when you say leader, it doesn't mean you have to be a jerk. And I think that's a huge misconception too, is just because you're a strong man and you're a leader doesn't mean you're a jerk. It doesn't mean you disrespect your, your, your partner. Um, it means that you are strong enough to make decisions and to carry the weight and go out and do the kill, like you said, right? Um, so we need that. We need safety. We need leader. And, and I, I think cherished. I'm going to use the word cherished because um, women need to feel cherished and then they're going to feel safe and they're going to feel, you know, feel all of that. So, so those are the things that women need in the, from the masculine portion of a man. And then, you know, 
then we in return, and I'm sure you have a list, give that that feminine. And, and that's those are the things that that I think make a good a good uh, masculinity. I, I, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, to just put the, the man side to that. Um, first off, and I, and I do talk about it in the book, leadership is not, um, there's a misconception that you, you know, a leader is Patton, you know, General yeah. Patton, or, you know, like, or um, if you look at a, a great example would be, you know, if you've ever seen 300, right? Mm-hmm. Leonidas was a very strong, very aggressive, right? King and leader. But when he was with his wife, he was humble and he, he was, you know what I mean? Like that's such a great picture of, the of great, talking, yeah. right? um, yeah. but you know, I mean, that greatest example is Christ. Like we, we paint Christ like a lamb, but no, this is the guy that, you know, brought out a whip and started slashing, you know, like going crazy in the temple. Right. right. Um, but masculine, masculine leadership is humility. Yeah. And hum and and true humility doesn't come from being walked on. Humility is self-confidence, right? I truly believe that when a man is self-confident, when he and a woman, when when both know who, which is why I always talk about you've got to go back and work on yourself. When you have self-confidence, you know your value. If you don't yeah. know your value in your own self, trying to get that from somebody else is a losing proposition, right? But so when a man is humble, he's still a leader. He makes decisions. He listens well. He doesn't, right? He's not quick to speak. I have had to learn the hard way. I think one of the greatest movies out there on men and women, no joke, is White Men Can't Jump. If anybody has ever seen that movie, because there's listen to the woman and how important that scene is. And then when she's trying to, when she says, I need a glass of water and he goes and gets her the water. You ever see that movie? Yes. (laughs) And she loses her shit on him because he actually got the glass of water. And she was like, I just wanted you to listen to the fact that I was thirsty. I didn't ask you to get the water. I just thought that was just so listen to me, please. Oh boy, so that's great. a whole nother topic, John. That could be a whole nother topic. Right. Yeah, I um it's so true. It's 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 so true. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and we're hard headed. Like there's a great video out there. If you have not seen go YouTube, it's not about the nail. Oh, okay. It's not. And for our listeners, YouTube, it's not about the nail. It is okay. priceless, priceless. But <laughs> um, the, uh, the, like, w- I love what you said. It, 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 it's captivating, right? Women want to know that they, they captivate they're men, right? Yeah. And, when, and when you feel that as a woman, it's much easier for you to then pour back in to his masculinity, right? And it is that dance between the two. It's that dance. They, they want to, they, we just want to feel like we're the most important thing to you. That's all. And you know what? That sounds silly, but, and, and, but that's it. It's like, just make us feel that way and make us feel safe in all aspects. And we're good, you know, and, and that sounds easy. It's not, but it really kind of is if you are in your masculine role that, you know, you should be in. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, um, um, I can't remember what we were just talking about. I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, you were talking about how, you know, a true leader and, um, uh, how men shouldn't be and self-confidence 
a woman that doesn't have self-confidence will not do well with a masculine aunt. And the reason I say mm, that is that's huge. That's huge. That. And, and I think that might be a key component in a lot of this is the self-confidence pieces. Because if I have a masculine man that's, that's, you know, strong, like I want and um, is strong, not, you know, physically and all that, but, but has that strength and leadership and I have no self-confidence, I'm going to look at him like he's treating me like crap because it's just going to keep belittling me and putting me down. Um, and I don't have the strength inside me to understand. Right. So I think that that is a very key component is I am a strong woman. I am a strong person. I'm a strong personality. So in order to be, you know, partnered with me, we both have to understand that, you know, understand those roles and understand that and, and respect each other for those roles. But I'm not going to cow down if you tell me something. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not going to be like, or I'm going to say, hey, we're a team. Let's talk about that. Not, you know, okay. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it's very yeah, yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, and, it, and it's, I mean, I, these things are deep seated, right? They, they literally, they come from how we were parented. They come from the messaging and, and we could go down a huge rabbit hole, right? But who were our fathers and how did our fathers teach, you know, teach us and speak to us and all that? Like I have made a, a very concerted effort to, to let our daughter know, you know, she's beautiful. She's awesome. You know, all, all those things. And I know that when um, when my relationship, our relationship, my wife and I, when when it had its challenges, those things, and and this is a key message to everyone, is the world will try to um, get us away from those things. There's a phenomenal book I've referenced it on the podcast before called Outwitting the Devil. Hmm. Have you ever read that book or heard of that book? No. no. So. Um, there's a book, it's one of the, the cornerstones of the self-help industry is a book written in 20 or 19, sorry, 19, I think it's 13 called um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon yep. Hill. Okay. Read that. Yep. So Napoleon Hill around 1914 wrote a book called Outwitting the Devil. Oh, and, yes. And that wasn't released until 2011 because his family literally hid the book because they believed it would be too controversial that it would be literally the ruin of him if he published that book. And then the wow. Napoleon Hill foundation published that book in 2011. And that book is, he takes all the negativity that goes on in a person's head, personifies it as the devil and then runs an interview. Oh, wow. Okay. And one of the things that's said in that book is if I can get people to drift, if I can capture their attention and remove them from their main purpose, I control them. And the world will try to get us to drift with duty and obligation and time and all these things and relationships drift apart and we forget to tell our spouses that they are the most important person in the world. We yes. forget to you know, pour into our husbands the way they need to so that they can go out there and slay the dragon. Like all these things that we're talking about tend to slip away through other things that we put in its place because it's the messaging of what's important. And there's no surprise that the divorce rate is what it is and single parents are what they, because we've lost our major, our major purpose. Definitely. Yeah. People definitely need to stop listening to what the world says they need to be and start centering more around what 
we're supposed to be right. right. <laughs> um, right. In so many, so many avenues that way. But um, yeah, I agree. It's, it, and, and it's just such a trend right now. You know, when, when we were, I, I did a post on LinkedIn, we follow each other on LinkedIn and people kept saying, you know, nobody was, ta- nobody taught me to be a man. Nobody taught me to be a man. It's not a man's fault if nobody teaches them to be a man. So for me, I think that's the single most important thing for parents to, to look at right now, like you said, and step back. I don't care what age your kids are. Start teaching them to be the role that they're supposed to play. And then it'll change generationally, right? Yeah. Instead of teaching them, you know, it's the old adage, you know, everybody's got a second place trophy and a participation trophy and everybody's equal. We're not, we're equal, but we're not the same as far as gender. We're just not. So, and I know that I'm going to get a lot of backlash on this. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what? No, we are, we're equal, but we're not the same. Yeah. Right. Gender wise, yep. I want to repeat that. It's a great statement. We are equal. We are, right? It, yep. It's a hundred hundred in that relationship, right? But we are yep. not the same. And what we've also lost, and I am going to go there on the podcast, is we've lost that in that that delusion of we are all the same. What's happened, Angel, is now it's we're all the same, but not equal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you look at this whole shit that's going on with race and gender and all, now it's yep. flipped. Right. No, we are all equal, but we are not. And we used to celebrate not being the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, at what point did is it so bad to be a woman and need 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 the strength of a man or, you know, whether that's emotional strength or physical strength? What is wrong with that? I mean, we were designed. Our bodies are designed differently. Our minds, our hearts, everything is designed differently. At what point? Is that, you know, uh, women are out there like, you know, I can do anything a man can do and blah, blah. Great. That's great. But that's not how we were designed to be. Um, and again, like what you just said, and then people are like, I'm not equal. I'm not equal. You know, you're not, you're not being equal. We are equal, but we're equal in our own, in, in separate, you know, different ways, different roles. And um, it's, it's actually kind of sickening to me. I mean, I, I literally, um, I love everybody and I love people and, and, and you do what you need to do. Right. I mean, I, I never, if you want to be that way or whatever, but ultimately my heart knows that this is how we're designed to be. So. Yeah, that's well, absolutely. And I think, you know, when, um, I mean, it's proven, I, I remember watching a news article, not that you can try and this wasn't mainstream media, right? This was, other things. And, and yeah, we are going to go here on this podcast because nothing is off limits on this podcast. <laughs> but, you know, if you cut off what God gave you, um, psychologically, that's going to mess with you. It's been proven. You know, when you start to change and, and that's what a nation, one nation not under God looks like. Yeah. You know, I yep. call it the moral clamps are coming off and they're coming off very quickly. And, and when that happens, we, we resort to chaos and, and that is literally what's happening right now, right, is, is these things are, we're messing with, because we don't want to acknowledge that there is a creator, we don't want to acknowledge that we are all equal, but created differently. You know, it's very clear, God said, I'm going to create a helper. And, and I think Dave talked about it on the last podcast. A helper is not... Um, Helper implies equal, right? Partnership, right? 
that we are here to help each other, but we're not, one isn't more important than the other, equal, but not the same. That's a divine design. Well, I mean, let's face it, many men out there could not have the family unit with children if if the woman didn't do the things that she did Uh, and vice versa and vice versa. And so many women feel like, oh, I'm just taking care of the kids all day and I'm this and I'm that. And he's just out working. And I'm not saying that there's not equal roles that a dad can't change a diaper or that he shouldn't come home and help. But what I'm saying is God designed it that way. We were designed to nurture. We were designed to do that, you know, again, in equal teamwork. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's a lot of it too, is you get, you get, you know, you get this whole combativeness, like, oh, I'm at home taking care of the kids all day and I'm this and I'm that. And then the man's like, well, I've been working hard all day and I don't, you know, and it's like, at what point do we not realize we're a team that we are equal, but we just have roles that we need to play for each other. So. And those things happen because having lived through that, though, again, drift happens. You're not putting a plan in, you're not sitting down, What's our plan? What are we doing together? Like all these other things become so much more important than, I mean, for gosh sakes, you know, you stand at an altar and you say, you know, for forever. And, and that's the other thing that's not taught is how do you actually have a partnership celebrating both roles and, and working together? Like we didn't do that. We freaking almost fell apart because we yeah. never did that. You just kind of blindly go about it. Just well, and I think you know, you hit the nail on your on the head with something, and this kind of could drift off to another conversation, but that's where we could do a whole podcast on communication, right? Like never once I complained, 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 and always said, I'm tired of being, you know, I you need I basically was like, man up, be the man in the role. You know, never once did we communicate about that. You know, I would complain about it, but I I I never we never really sat down and talked about those roles, right? And that is so so important is to always communicate about that, you know, or if you don't like something or don't think that's part of your role or, or whatever it is, you know, you have to communicate and talk or, or animosity um, starts, you know, building. And then it's, it just, it just goes to heck. So communicate about the roles, you know, not everybody's roles are the same, right? Like you have the masculinity and you have the femininity, but, but you've got in each individual relationship to, to, to disclose those roles and to, to view them with each other and communicate about them. I want to, um, it's great stuff. I want to um, make sure I say it on here because I actually don't think it's come up on the podcast, but one of the things that um, was a game changer for my wife and I on getting to this place that we're in today, having been in what you're talking about, right? No communication and chaos. One of the things that we did was, and I think it was Trisha's idea, is we wrote down 10 things, and I encourage everybody who's listening to do this, 10 things that I need and want from my spouse, partner, significant other, right? Whatever. 10 things that I need from you. And what we did was we listed them, laminated them, and they got hung above our sinks, So every day I was looking at what my wife needed from me. And one of them was literally what you said. Tell me that you, I think it was, tell me, look me in the eye 
Tell me that you love me from the depth of your soul, yep. which is her telling, tell me that I am the most important, important. thing. Yep. And I would look at that and I would go, yeah, it's probably been, I haven't done that in a couple of days, couple of whatever. And I would be reminded that that was something that was very, and until we did that, I didn't understand how important that was. That's but awesome. then it was also my opportunity as a man and a husband to say to my wife, these are the things that I need from you. And one of them was remind me or nurture me when I come home so that I can go out there again and fight for you. Like, it, it, and, and we think it's corny to write things down or put it. And no, because there's so many distractions today. We need that. We also think the other person just knows that, you right. know, we, they just know it. And, and they don't, it's again, masculinity men think differently than women so you're not automatically just going to know that unless i tell you or vice versa and you know that's a huge thing too is we get frustrated and we're like how come he doesn't know he's supposed to do that every day or how come he doesn't well because he doesn't know <laughs> and then the animosity and everything starts so i love love that idea that's an amazing amazing idea i, I love that you know it's, it's no different than taking 10 things that you want to improve yourself you know maybe you might have that list you know to, to get your self-confidence up next to what your spouse needs and be like okay i need to grow myself and i need to grow my relationship so here's my two lists or some of them might even be similar you know some of them might you know I need to tell myself I love myself every day. And I also need to tell my spouse I love her every day. So I think that's a, um, a fan. Um, that's a great idea. <laughs> well, I can't take credit for that. So <laughs> whenever you meet Trish, you could tell her, hey, that was a good uh, yeah. idea. Oh, I, know. I, I already can tell I like your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Well, man, we've uh, we've covered a lot, and I like I like that there are so many things that we can pick up in this conversation. This is a conversation that I love having, um, you know, just the female side on, and, and we have a lot of female listeners, and a lot, you know, it's a good mix. I, I think these are things, you know, what do they say? I think Tommy Newberry wrote a book called "Success Is Not an Accident." Right. And that applies to, to everything. Relationship, relationships that last, they're not accidents. They're, they're done. You know, it's on, it's by design. It's talked about. It's, it's, you know, there was my New York, by the way, it's talked about um, <laughs> and, and planned out. And, and, you know, I, I think, but understanding these roles um, and, and these natural roles um, are incredibly important. So. Um, I agree. Yeah. It was awesome having you today. I appreciate it. It's been fun. And I, I so appreciate you um, having me on today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So, and, and what are you doing now, Angel? So like, and all these things that you've done, you're now in the event. Like, talk about that for a minute, because I, I, I want to make sure you just talk about what you do. Oh, no, sure. I, I so um, I live in Las Vegas, but um, we do events nationally. We um, actually planning one in Miami right now in September. Um, yeah, we do events, conventions, full service concierge, that, that type of, um, you know, larger scale events pretty much. But, um, uh, so when, when you and I do our big event, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, we talked about doing a men, a, a, a men and woman conference, right? Like getting speakers yeah, in and all that. I think people need that. I think people, they, they need more, more knowledge on what we're talking about right now. Cause literally there's so much more to this, right? Like, um, and so much more that can be talked about. So yeah, but, yeah. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, and and I, I love this subject. I'm going to be talking about it more because um, every time this happens, somebody comes up to me and asks me a question and I'm like, we need to spread the word, man. <laughs> Get this out there. So. Yeah, you bet. You bet. And how can people find you if they need, you know, a, a big conference or I always like to make sure people can, yeah. can find you. So I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, um, under Angel Kirk, K-I-R-K, just look me up, um, I'm uh, pretty much out there, or um, Snap Events is another way that you can come, S-N-A-P-E-V-E-N-T-S is another way, but I'm pretty much out there on any social media platform, pretty easy to find. <laughs> awesome, So awesome. Thank All you. right. Well, thank you for being a guest today. I knew it would be awesome, and, and it was, so... Thank you. I appreciate you.